<clears throat> All right, this is the Psychotic Strength Podcast. This is Tyler Townsend, Brady Chisholm, Joey Stampke. All right, and uh, today we're talking to Joey, just won nationals. This is a fucking monster. And then Brady uh, just competed at Static Monsters. Because I'm a static monster. Yeah. Yeah. He does not move a lot, but he's still a big guy. Oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm planted. Yep. It's good, though. Um, yeah, so we'll, we'll kind of get into that. I got a couple questions for Joey, just kind of see how like prep goes and all that other shit for nationals. I know we talked a little bit about it, but I don't think, feel like we got enough into it. Yeah, whatever you want to know. Cool. Um yeah, well, let's let's uh, do gym updates real quick. Uh, I'll start. I, mean, I always have everybody else start, but I've been starting lately recently. Um, so I'm doing good. I'm, I'm fucking lifting, pretty consistent. I'm teaching this this uh, strongman class, powerlifting class, whatever it is that uh, at Forge Strength and Fitness, and it's teaching me a lot about myself and how to train others and. Uh, it's given me a lot of insight into, like, there's, there's like, ten different ways that people are going to do ten different fucking things, right? So I have to figure out what they're doing wrong and how to fix it so that they're not hurting themselves and that kind of shit. So it's been a lot of fun. I'm getting consistent, like, uh, I'd say, like, around ten people in my class on these fucking yeah. days. Yeah, it's, it's quite a bit, which makes it a little... I wanted to work out with them during the class so they could have somebody to be, like, so I'm having a real hard time with uh, mindset in this class because they're just like, oh, well, I, I deadlift like 300 pounds. And I'm like, that's not great. You know, like if you really want to compete, if you really want to do all this stuff, you need to push yourself. And so like I can't make you lift, right? Like I can't, like I'm like do 70%. Oh, well, that felt really easy. So did it feel like 70% of what you should be doing? Like... If you banged out a set of 70%, a set at 80%, and a set at 90%, and you just banged out that 90%, you're probably not where you should be. Like, fucking up the weight, like, let's go, you know? So it's it's a little difficult to try and be patient. And People are different age groups, right? Yeah. yeah. Very, very. Yeah. So 15 to fucking, like, 40. Do you have at least one person that's committed? I have, I want to say, three people that really want to compete. That's a win. And, uh, and those three people, especially, uh, one was a chick and she's already pretty strong for the gym, right? So she's got a lot of fucking potential to be get, getting a lot stronger. Um, but she just is again, having this mindset where she hasn't seen somebody like squat 600 pounds. Mm-hmm. So to her, it just seems so unattainable. Yeah. She doesn't know it could be done. Right. So, um, but yeah, given the size of my classes, me working out with them is, is, it would make me more nervous. I want to make sure these people aren't getting hurt, right? So, uh, her, uh, there's another guy, Taylor, that is fucking, uh, he's driving out from Woodland to come to the class because he just, he wants to compete so badly. He's pulling already around like 485, squatting around 400. Um, but he was working it out at like snap. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's like, he's like, yeah, I can hit 400 pounds on my squat. He's like, that's the max I'll go, but I hit it for like eight. I'm like, well, that's obviously not your max. He's like, yeah, but, like, nobody's there strong enough to fucking spot me. Well, I'm not doing a fucking squat, like, a max squat without someone to spot me. That's for damn sure. So, I get yeah, it. good point, yeah. But, um, yeah, he's, he's pretty fucking strong. And then there's a dude, Rich, there, that uh, older guy. Probably getting close to his 50s. And, uh, but he's done quite a few, like, Highland games. So, I'd love to learn and get into some of that shit, too. That'd be a lot of fun. 
caber toss and the fucking stone throws. Like, yeah, dude. A lot of fun. But. What's his name? Rich. Rich. Yeah, Rich, Rich. Rich of the Highland Games. Yes. Rich I only know a couple people in town that do that. Supposedly, it's popular. It's pretty popular, yeah. I mean, you gotta have a kilt and shit, which I don't have, but yeah. I'll just wear someone's skirt. You gotta meet the criteria first. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Uh, but yeah, so I'm getting bigger slowly. Um, I realized how fucking well I can do pull-ups still, which is pretty pretty nuts to me. Cause I'm I like, saw that. Yeah, yeah I'm like That's cool, dude. 270 pounds, and I'm still yanking them up like nobody's business. Yep. So uh, my, my workout plan, I didn't know this, but like when I work out, I have my set shit to do, right? I'm not sitting there like I don't overthink it. So we're in class, and I do three sets of 10 on each grip. Overhand, underhand, and neutral grip. Mm-hmm. And they're like, so 90 pull-ups? I'm like, no. Like, just the... And I'm like counting. I'm like, holy shit. Like, yeah, we do 90 fucking pull-ups. Yeah. Sorry. You know? But like... <laughs> but that'll get you fucking strong. Like, it works, dude. 90 pull-ups? I was like, god damn. So, right now, I'm trying to show them how to do pull-ups without a band. And a lot of these people come from CrossFit. So, they're like trying to kip. They're mm-hmm. using this band like way too fucking much. I don't like the band. I would prefer someone getting halfway up on a pull up and continuously trying and failing than using a band. And that, that takes away from you having to use your core to be stable. Because the band holds you in. Because you can pull on it and it'll keep you straight. And so it was like, I'm like trying to get these people. So even one of the guys, the way I learned how to do pull ups. The pull-up bar was way too fucking high. I had to, like, run and jump and grab it, and I would just pull. Like, I'd get an inch or two when I first started, and I would just do three sets of ten, and then eventually I got a little higher, a little higher, a little higher, a little higher, and then I'm, now I'm doing pull-ups. Right. You know what I did today? So I did, uh, you, you said you had to run and jump to yeah. grab the pull-up bar. So I was doing some dead hangs, right? It was tough, though, because my feet were on the ground. So you're just, you're just calling me short. That was all this was about. I yeah. see. That hurt my feelings. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's all right. Let you know. <laughs> no, you're good. You're yeah. good. It's okay. I'm still a lot stronger than you are. So it's not, not a big deal. And That's I okay. took like 12 months off. Yeah. So. I can get stronger. You can't get taller. That's a very good point. <laughs> yeah, you do have the body for fucking strong, man, which just pissed me off. And I'm like 5'8", and I have to like catch these stones and throw them. And anyways, I'll just get stronger. It's not yeah. a big deal. So one thing you can do for the pull-ups is uh, eccentric pull-ups if they can't do concentric. Yeah, yeah. big time. So help them, help them get up there and then just see how long they can do an eccentric pull-up for. Okay. And then eventually they'll be able to do the concentric. Or you could do an inverted rows. So have them laid, lay down so their body's on the ground and the bar's above them and they're doing a row. Interesting. And then as they get... So as you get stronger... You can be more more of a decline. Okay. Huh, that's weird. Yeah. No, so that's like smart. you think that would carry over to a pull up? Yeah. That's how I used to train people to do pull ups. Huh. Interesting. I have never heard that. Yeah. I'm just like I've pull-up. heard about it like uh, transitioning into like a pull up. Yeah, so it's still it you work a lot of the same muscle groups and it's still body weight exercise. So eventually right. you'll work your way up to be able to do your body weight. That's interesting. Dope. Oh, that's a, that's really good. I'll have them start trying to do that because uh, it's it's pretty tough to like even to have the mentality to be able to pull until you get all the way up there is a bitch already because you're just mm-hmm. constantly failing. You know what I mean? So it would be nice for them to be able to pull and actually see some result. You know, so maybe we'll like 
Yeah, we'll definitely add that in. Thank you. That's smart, man. That's I I love learning about this shit and like getting it. You know, that's that's what we're here for, right? Getting stronger, learning different ways to do different shit. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, it's cool good. to hear about your class too. Since you started it, every every week here and there's getting uh getting different and better. It is right. So I mean, there is there is some like holdbacks. I mean, like I said, we don't have the equipment for strongman. Mm -hmm. uh, we don't have a lot of it. We got a bunch of sandbags and, and some rope and like all this other shit. So we're making it work, but uh, it's just yeah. er early establishment, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're they're buying it's stuff very better. slowly. We finally got some GHR machines in there, and I'm like, yeah. oh yeah, Hell every yeah. week these people are crying. I'm like, you do three sets of ten of these, I guarantee your squat and your deadlift be up a hundred pounds. Oh yeah. Like, but I'm talking the ones where you come down, like, midway, stop yourself, and pull yourself back up. Yeah. Like, the finishing ones, right? Oh, those so, are the best, dude. Those, those fucking hurt. Those I are love terrible. love GHRs. Well, they work. Yeah, really they good. They really do. Is that bruise from... Uh, <laughs> from static, static yeah. It's yeah. from. So, this is actually from uh, the warm-up log, because the warm-up log was the Titan one. Ah, oh, mm -hmm. Yeah, one. which everyone is a big fan of. Yeah. So, we were... Uh, uh, should I just get into a gym update? Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, okay, so um, I'll get to the log thing, but gym, gym update. Um, so this week, uh, or actually the end of last week, um, I decided I had to talk with my coach that I was just going to take things over and be coaching myself from now on. Okay. So that was a big move. Um, and then I did some, did some work. The following week, just kind of active recovery because I was leading up to static. So for my active recovery, I just um, hopped in with um, this one guy that I've been programming for. He's doing the also doing the ugly sweater. So I didn't want to do like too much uh, movement variation. So stuck to that because it's pretty much what I would be doing. It's just at like a lower capacity. He's doing the middleweight class. Okay. And we're this is Austin. Uh, no, his oh, name okay. is Lance. Okay. You you may have met him before. Maybe. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just hopped in with him, did that, uh, three training days leading up to it. And I was still able to go to static and, uh, I kind of went in blind a little bit. So like you pick your openers and then, um, however that felt, you pick your next jump and then same, same thing with the dead. So you do that on log, do that on dead. Uh, so I went in blind, but I'm like pretty happy with how it went because I don't think I had anything left on the table for log. Within, I was, you know, probably 98 to 100% on what I would have gotten on log. And then dead, I was probably like 101%. I had to, I had to tap into something special to get that dead. Yeah, yeah I think I was like right at 100% for, um, well, 99 to 100% on what I could have gotten for dead. So I was happy that I was it because I didn't train for it at all, really. Yeah. I did uh, in the past... I think four or five weeks I did a log single at 275, one set, one rep, and then I did a log single at 286, and then nothing for a few weeks. Um, and then 18 inch dead, I did one session, 650 for a double, and then I tried to do another session. It wasn't uh, successful though. I just kind of went through the warm ups, and then things were iffy so I, I didn't put in the work but so I didn't really know what my jumps were going to be or where I was going to land so I was happy that I picked those spots to end at it was, yeah. it was real cool I didn't win but I um it's a good feeling to know that I put everything out there you know what I mean right. and, I, and I was able to get um all six of my lifts 
So I got all six of my lifts. I think I put everything out there. Yeah. If I would have jumped a little bit more and then missed a lift, that would have sucked. If I would have left some on the table, I would have been maybe still a little bit happy. Um, but I feel better knowing that I didn't really leave much on the table. Good. Uh, yeah, so that was cool. So it was a good, um, good training week. Training update well, is... The, uh, the amount of uh, experience and, and that's, that's like 10 times of a workout. You know what I mean? Doing a competition. Like, even if you oh, don't yeah. win. It felt like 10 workouts. So good for your fucking body, dude. Mm-hmm. So good. I love it. So it was, um, yeah, I didn't know how it was going to feel. If it was going to feel like a training session, because, you know, I I did three training days leading up to it, probably at about 80% of what I would have done for that week, being how many weeks are we are from the comp. Um, so I went a little bit lighter, but still put in some some work this week, three sessions, didn't do my fourth day uh, because static was the fourth day. Um, and I think I can walk away from it and probably do this next week pretty close to what I would have done before without the comp. So it's cool. Yeah. That's a, that's a good feeling to have too. I'm probably going to do the um, same thing that I did last week. I'm going to work in with Lance just because it's the same movement variations just at a little bit lower output. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's doing middleweight so the weights are pretty comparable just maybe like uh what like 10 percent less on most of it yeah about 10 percent. yeah so i'm gonna do that and then i'm gonna um pop back into my more specific training cool cool to work out with someone though yeah like those three days like we were doing everything the same like the the same weights the same movements just going back and forth on sets it was cool he he got a lot out of it and then i think i got a lot out of it too yeah, it's a lot of fun working out with somebody, you know, I mean, you can push each other, and I love it. Yeah, big time. What I was doing before, no, I wasn't, um, couldn't train with anybody. I was doing a lot of um, really weird, um, they were supposed to be like technique adaptations, but it um, would transfer over into techniques that I would never use in the sport, so it wasn't um, really conducive to what, what I was doing. Uh, what do you mean? Like, what do you mean? Like, how does it? Not going to carry over. What were you doing that was not carrying over? So I was doing a lot of like uh, behind the neck stuff and um, thrusters. And I was doing sort of like the mobility was incorporated into my like working sets. Um, So I was being trained like, uh, and no offense to either of these, but it it is two different ways to train. So I was being trained um, as if I was a female or like... um, uh, lightweight or middleweight athlete that relies more on technique than they do strength. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm a lot better at being strong than I am. Like, they, they do that because they rely on the technique more than their, uh, like, brute strength to move the weights and the implements. And I don't need to rely on the technique as much um, for moving the implements and the weight. You know what I mean? Not all the middleweights and women. Some of them can get through it, but, you know, yeah. like, I'm, I'm not going to be doing uh, split jerks. I'm not going to be doing any, like, hippie stuff when it comes to loading or, you know, things like that. So it wasn't really carrying over into um, what I was, you know, how I would lift in competition. Right. You know. So I, I was being trained in a way that wasn't really going to work for me. It was yeah. a cool It was a cool talk with my coach, though. He, he totally understood he actually said, like, you know, this is, uh, he's like, I support this. This is probably better. I think, I think you're going to do better without my help. Because he was kind of feeling the same thing. He's like, I don't know how much I'm helping you, you know. So it was good. It was a big move. I've been thinking about it for weeks. Um, 
And I knew if I didn't call it right there, I would have probably gone another few weeks. You know what I mean? And I was starting to leave the gym with a bad attitude, like, every day. Like, oh, I should be doing this myself. Like, I know that this isn't really going to help me out that much. You know what I mean? Like, I should have done more today, or I should have done less of this, because this is going to carry over. So, glad I called it when I called it, and I can get back to doing things the way that I want to do them. Yeah. Which is cool. I learned a lot from him, too, in his coaching. Um, I'm still probably, because we're on good terms. We're, like, friends. You know, we had a... Um, as far as like coaching athlete, probably one of the best relationships that you'd see between people. So I'm, um, we're still going to stay in touch. And if I need help, I'm, you know, I'm not scared to reach out and he won't be, yeah. he won't shy away from helping me, but he could be more like a mentor. He actually offered me to, um, like be like an assistant coach, coach under him. Cause he's kind of capped out on athletes. And so that was an opportunity, but I don't know how, uh, well I would be able to do that with working because I work full time I'm competing myself and I'm trying to now I'm coaching myself too you know what I mean and then there's a handful of people that I want to be coaching um, like locally that I can meet with in person right now it's just uh, the one and it's um, just programming you know what I mean so I don't know like what people would consider like full coaching for an athlete I'm just doing the programming, but I'm just kind of testing it out like that. And then if things go, if things go good, like this is a good prep. And like, if I pick up another two people, then I can uh, maybe reach out to him and because I want to like represent myself good. I don't want to half-ass either my day job or my own training or the athletes that I would be training. Yeah. Cause if I, you know, if I, if I can't handle this trial run that I'm doing right now, you know, I'm, I'm definitely not going to pick up more. And if I can handle it, I'm going to slowly probably ease into that. Because one of them is going to let up one way or the other. Yeah, you don't want the quality of the coaching to go down. Exactly. Yeah. And I also don't want the quality of my training to go down. Yeah. And I don't want to be, like, half-assing it at work, too. Because that's, you know, livelihoods. Big deal. Yeah. It's not the most fun or interesting, and I don't think about it all day, but it's realistically, like, the most important. So, you know, you don't want to half-ass any of those, really. Yeah, because you'll you'll half-ass at least one of them at that point, I think. Yeah, <laughs> unless you unless you can handle it, which I'm gonna figure out uh, these next few months. Yeah, gym update. Everything's good, dude. Uh, and then placing for static. Um, so I got 300 on the log, 720 on the dead, and I think out of so this was the this was Oregon's. Uh, each state has a, a gym or a comp that represents that state. So this was. Oregon's and I think I got fifth or fourth overall out of all the competitors there so it was pretty cool for going into it pretty much cold and not knowing what my jumps were going to be I was happy with it good yep sounds like you did a good job yeah it was cool man a couple of PRs good yeah it was good yeah yeah and then they'll post the worldwide standings and you'll see how you place worldwide correct yep yeah, that's what I was telling other people too. And, you know, people keep asking how I place. And it's like, well, this is just the one local comp, but this is a worldwide event, you know. That's crazy. I didn't know that. I know. It is. And there's, um, so I think there was a rule change this year or within the, at least sometime recently, because a lot of people were surprised or like didn't have the understanding of it. But so it's called an 18 inch dead just because that's like traditionally what the event is called, but it's actually not from 18. It's from uh, 16.75 is how, I don't know the guy to, behind it. To the bottom of the bar. To the bottom of the and bar. And the axle's a couple inches, so it's yeah, they, they right want, under 18 inches. They want your total. hand placement at 18, pretty much. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I was actually pulling from, so the bottom of the bar was probably like uh, 15.5 or 15.75 because we did some changing to it. Uh, we were standing on a deficit and then had two platforms that were holding the weight. Uh, but once the, once the bigger guys got up there in weight, the deficit was kind of sketchy a little bit. And then there was this one big guy that was there and he uh, couldn't fit on the deficit. So we lowered it down uh, and I went pretty much right after the big guy. And I told him they didn't have to keep setting it back and forth. So... Uh, my last two poles were from probably bottom of the bar, 15.5 or 15.75, which I think actually worked out a little bit better for me, having it lower, because okay. right where it was before was a really uh, not not the best uh, leverage or position. So it just dropped down about an inch, and I was able to get into it a little more, and it worked out. Nice. I know. I know. It's good, dude. Yeah. It's good. Thank God that big guy was going right before me. Yeah, yeah and I uh, yeah, I suggested that idea. He's like, I don't know about this. And I was like, here, just put it on a, a bumper plate and a 10 and then just go off of the deadlift platform, no deficit. And they did that. And I was like, fuck yeah, dude. I'm going to do that too. Worked yeah, out good. It works, man. Yeah. It worked, dude. We're good. Good. Joey, you had nationals. Yeah. Um, I want to do static strength, but it's just too close to... OSG, which is in like 10 days. Yeah. So I didn't want to risk hurting anything. Right. Um, first, though, um, I'm getting over a little sickness. Right. So last weekend, I was taking out the air conditioners in my apartment, and there was a little dampness next yeah. to my air conditioner, so I thought maybe it was leaking. And I uh, tilted up my in-home sauna, and it was just black mold underneath the in-home sauna. Oh, man. So it was my sauna that was leaking from my sweat. So <laughs> Mold. <laughs> sweaty mold. No. Yeah. So I use, I use my sauna every day for like 30 to 60 minutes, and I sweat like four pounds, which is like a half gallon of water. Yeah. And I thought that was just evaporating, um, but apparently it was just seeping into the floorboards, into the carpet. Oh, no. So I tilted the sauna over, I bleached the whole bottom of it, mm -hmm. and then I hydrogen peroxide the carpet to kill all the mold. So and it was then, like a self-induced sickness then? Yeah. So it was just, Not self-induced, but induced from that? From the mold exposure. Yeah. yeah, it was just black mold. Shoot, man. And then I just had air filters going all night long, um, and then when I came out the next morning, it was so bad. Me and Lisa were just, couldn't breathe. Yeah. So wow. the mold spores just spread into the air. Yeah. Just and so we opened all the windows and it took like a day for us to stop like hacking our lungs out. I bet, man. Yeah. Yeah, that's Jeez. tough. That's so tough. how that, recently was that? I cleaned the sauna last Sunday, and then so last few days, um, it's been getting better. So I feel pretty good now. Just a little phlegm in my throat. I bet. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it sucks. So, uh, but before that, yeah, I had nationals. So I won nationals. So I'm strongman, corpse, national champion, under 200 pounds. Nice. Um, it was good. I won three out of the six events. So, under 200 pounds? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, so I, uh, I was the biggest out of all the 200 guys. So after rehydrating and everything... Because, um, like I talked to the last podcast, I started my weight cut at 222. Um, so everything went according to plan, cutting out the carbohydrates, the creatine, and the salt. Um, the day of weigh-ins, um, 
I woke up early morning in case I needed to sweat a lot more. Right. And I woke up right on when I thought I would, which was 208. So eight, eight pounds of water weight to lose before weigh-ins. Jesus. Um, and like I said, it takes me about... I'm sorry, was the same day that you woke up 208 or the day yeah. before 208? Uh, day of weigh-ins. So same day woke up 208. Yeah, and that's right where I wanted to be. Because I know it takes me an hour to lose four pounds of water. Right. So I would just have to sweat for two hours to make weight. Jesus. Um, nice. So that's what I did. I went down to the sauna, or not the sauna, the hot tub. And I just hot tubbed for intervals of uh, like 20 minutes and then jumped in the cold pool to cool off and then back to the hot tub. And then two hours later, I was, um, I think I weighed in 198.6. Nice, dude. Yeah. So Hell yeah. It's good. And then immediately after weighing in, um, the first thing that's most important is get your fluid back. Um, you don't want to have just pure water because I'm, all, I'm already low in electrolytes. So I need to replenish electrolytes as well. So the water has um, sodium, potassium, calcium, magnesium, all your main electrolytes. So I drink, I drink um, 25 ounces of water every, every hour. I have it all written down. I, did you I incorporate those? Uh, did you incorporate those into your water, or did you take like? Uh, did you like supplement them all at one time? Um, so my sodium is from uh, pink Himalayan salt. Okay. And my potassium is from. So salt goes into the water, of course, right? Yeah. So my sodium is pink salt and Gatorade, and potassium is Gatorade and cranberry juice, and magnesium is. I get a little bit from cranberry juice, a little bit pink salt, and I also take a multivitamin. Right. And then my carbs come from the Gatorade the, and the cranberry juice, and then I do amino acids and creatine. So I make a gallon of this, and so a gallon is 1,000 calories, 209 carbs, 61 grams of protein, and only residual fat. So I drink that. Yeah, 25 ounces every water. Nice, dude. So, and I drink uh, two gallons of that the day after weighing in. So, gallons, eight pounds, that's 16 pounds of just my rehydration mix. Jesus. So, so like I said, I... Were you, were you weighing yourself periodically as you were going back up? I just... you think that would mess with you, so you just kind of like saw what you're at maybe the next day or something? Yeah, I weigh just AM and PM. So I have my weights right here. So I woke up 208.8 that morning. And then after getting down to 200, I got back up to 217.6 when I went to bed. 217.6. Yeah. That's a lot. And then... Right? <laughs> Going from 198? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Well, that's, that's... I mean, you went down 10 pounds and then up 18 Yep. Shit. How did the... So did you feel a little bit, um, like, stressed? Like, did that, like, induce a little bit... Of, not like um, not like a mental fatigue-ish type of stress or, like, um, like um, anything like that, but did you feel your body kind of... Do you feel fluffy, you know, a little bit? Um, no, it was actually my best weight cut yet. You felt the less good, stressful. Yeah. Nice. So actually, this is the first time I waited to the day of weigh-ins to sweat. I usually sweat the day before. 
Right. And I go I go to bed knowing I already made weight, but the last two competitions I haven't been able to sleep at night because I'm just so dehydrated. Yeah. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I already have you know super high cortisol. So you did this all in between a, a sleep cycle. Well, I went to bed early, mm-hmm. um, so I got a full eight hours of sleep. Got up at like five a.m. And then the hot tub opened at six, so I hot tub from six to eight, and then Damn. weighed in. I think it was like nine a.m. Nice, dude. Yeah. Okay. You so, fucking nailed it, man. So yeah, that that day of weigh-ins, I was two eight point eight, and then the next morning I woke up at two fourteen point six. The day of competition, the first day of competition, and then the second day of competition, I woke up at two sixteen point two. And then after that, I'm back up to my normal 220s. What time did the competition start? Uh, it started early for the women. The men didn't start until the PM. Did, so you, watch, did had, you watch the women at all? Like, were I you, did. Were you, so you were in the building? Yep. So I, I got the hotel in the same... Con, the convention center was in the same hotel. Nice. Right. So How many years ago did you do nationals before? One or two, two years, years ago. Any contrast between, so like you're in the building this year and you're getting ready, game time. You know what I mean? You're not there yet, but you're in the building and you're feeling it. Is there a contrast between what you felt this year compared to two years ago? Well, two years, the weight cut went terrible. Right. Um, so I was, I could already feel, I was worn down already by the time competition started. I didn't, I didn't have my strength back. Right. I already knew going in I it's going to be a poor performance okay yeah so I, I felt totally recovered going in this competition nice so I felt good that's good yeah um, I do have uh, this the last week after nationals um, I do get some swelling from um, just water retention mm-hmm. that seems to happen after my weight cuts the week after I always get some extreme bloating and swelling and then I'm back to normal now. Cool. So my weight goes up actually higher than what it was before I started the weight cut. But now... So you're now saying like a muscle swell or like a... No, I just retain a lot of water. Okay. So my just... my All my hormones are out of whack from doing the dehydration. Yeah. So now, now it's normalized again. Okay. So my weight this morning, I woke up like 219. So I'm back to normal. There you go. And now I'm going to start my weight cut for OSG... Um, Thursday. 90 so kilo? One week out from OSG. So it's not 200 yeah. and under, it's 90 kilo, right? Yeah, so now it's 198. There you go, man. You got to get that uh, extra 0.4 off, you know. Well, you know you can do it. Yeah. That's always good, man. Yeah. So let me get the um, scoreboard for nationals out. That'd be cool. What was the first event? Axel Clean and Press was the first event. Um, last man standing. You get unlimited attempts. That's cool, man. So for the hill style. For my class, the weight started at 220 pounds. Um, and then they increased... They were supposed to increase 22 pounds every set, which is 10 kilos. But they they messed up some of the weights, so some, they're not exactly 22 pounds. So hit the opener. Um, it actually was my uh, most difficult... That was the most uh, silly lift. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So how did you um what what was up with that man? What happened there? Were you just still warming up? Pretty yeah. much? Yeah, I just my triceps just did not fire right away. So I easy clean, 
but on yeah. the press, the press was hard. Mm-hmm. So that worried me a little bit. Okay. Worried me too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's going on here? And then second attempt was 242, and that just flew up. So mm-hmm. it was just butterflies from the first. Just got to get the, the triceps firing. Right. Good. So, and that flew. Um, couple people, let's see, three people dropped out at 242, and then hit 259. Two people dropped out at 259, and then it was uh, 281. So I hit 281, uh, and then 303, there was only six of us left, and I missed 303, which, um, going into it, I had a little uh, tenderness in my left shoulder, which uh, I kind of injured earlier this year when I was doing the uh, OSG online qualifier. It was uh, one of the best max overhead, and I kind of tweaked it doing the max overhead, and I kind of felt that same feeling going into the 303, so I knew if it if it didn't feel good, I wasn't going to try to force it. Right. Okay. And I... I went to clean it, and the clean was heavy, so I knew I'd have to actually try to uh, try to force it, force it up right. into position to press it. So I just decided not to even try to do it. Right. Okay. Which was a good decision. So I tied for third at three o three, and then only two guys were left at three eleven, and only one guy hit three eleven. So that's so, pretty good. Pressing isn't, um, out of all of your events, you agree that pressing isn't the best, right? Yep. Going into it, I knew the first event was going to be my worst. So how do you so, feel Get time for third on that? How, how did yeah, you feel? Were yeah, you just so, happy? Yeah, so getting third, I was super happy. Mm-hmm. So I knew that, I knew this was looking good. Yeah. And I knew the next event, the farmer's walk, I would do really good at because my grip is insane. Looks at the next event. Yeah. Okay. And it was... Let me get the weights. I believe it was 290 and a 310 farmers. That sounds about right. So you go uh, 40 feet down, 40 feet back with 290, then 40 feet down, 40 feet back with 310, and then it's just as fast as you can do it wins. Nice. So 160 feet in total, right? Yep. Just wicked, man. So did you did you blow everybody else out of the water in that one? I did. So I got 33 seconds for first. Wow. And 33 uh, seconds. 160 that's, feet. That's pretty good. I'm not yeah. going to do the math on that, but that's like that's some feet every second, you know? Some feet every second. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's good, man. That's and it. we have the same event at OSG next. Okay. In 10 uh, same... Like pretty much the same setup? 20 pounds heavier per hand. Uh, uh, 40 40 down back, 40 down back? It's going to be 50 down, 50 back, and then heavier, 50 feet. So it's going to be 150 feet total. So 10 feet less total, but... I think I like that. 20 more pounds per hand. Yeah. So. Yeah, I do like that as well. I mean, that that, sometimes that re-grip, when you drop and turn, you know, sometimes they're they're fucking off, and you got to, like, turn to fix it, or, like... I just hate the up. You know what I mean? But first up, and you try and run, sometimes you get a little overzealous, and you're digging them in, or whatever the fuck. Like, And then I've also... I, I had a, 
I have a callus here still from I tore a fucking callus all the way down this finger mm-hmm. from a farmer's carry at that, that uh was it Oregon Strongest Man or whatever the fuck? Yeah, we did. Feats of Strength. Did one there as well. Oh, God, man. I remember that shit. That hurt. Yeah, so I file my calluses before every competition. Yeah. So I'll, I'll shave them down so there's nothing to get caught and get yeah. torn off. This is a rookie mistake. That's good, man. Yeah. You know the thing about that uh, farmers where it's the setup that you had? Um I like how you bring it down, right? And then sometimes you'll have to run back to another implement, right? Mm-hmm. And then you can kind of get like a little mental break. You know, you can you can choose your own pace going back. This though, you set it down and it's like, I got to pick this. I can't take another step. I got to pick this up right away and bring it back. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, I wasn't the it's fastest tough. on actually going down. There were some guys that went faster than me going mm-hmm. down, but my transitions are really fast. Yeah. I just... Without hesitant, I just pick it right back up and go. Yep. For some guys, they would, you know, re-chalk or they straighten the handles. Right. Yeah. You just grip it, rip it. And so did you yeah. do, like, a lot of isometric uh, farmer's holding? Because I think nope. that would carry over pretty nope. good. The only thing I did train for this was the fat grip, fat grip kabuki trap bar carries. Okay. So I was actually doing less U- Using the um, big handle? The big handle? rolling handles. Nice, man. Yeah. And rolling ones, huh? Yeah, so you just make it... Yeah. I make my uh, training harder than the competitions. Mm-hmm. So the right. competition's easy. I think that's where that's I... Uh, so at the Rainier, they had a... It was with a yoke, but it was kind of a uh, similar setup where every every other um, pass, I guess, if you want to call it that or whatever, or run down. Uh, so you'd do the farmers, and then initially you'd run back and grab the yoke, but you bring the yoke back, and then you set it down, and boom, there's farmers right there. And I think that's where a lot of people kind of drop the ball, is they were taking too long, you know, they get out from under the yoke, they'll move around a little, yeah, re-chalk yeah. and stuff sometimes, and take some, uh, like almost 10 seconds to pick up the other implement and get going. Yeah, and I think because I'm not the I'm not yeah. a fast yoke walker, um, and then sometimes I walk my farmers like a like a thumb thumb, you know, like I'm, uh, like a thumb thumb? yeah, I'm kind of like, I don't know. not like a thumb thumb. I don't know. I'm just, uh, I'm not like quick with them. I'm definitely not slow, but, uh, I, I think I did pretty good in that because I just did, uh, just average pace, but you know, I set the farmers down and I just walked right to the yoke and picked it up and kept going with it. Right. And you just, you just don't stop. Well, you know? I, I know that like, that's kind of how Joey walked away with it. The picks for me are always like, a. I do the same thing you do. Just grip it and rip it. I don't give a fuck. Like, like I've I've ran a yoke on the top of my fucking spine once, mm-hmm. and it was just just because I picked it wrong. But I'm like, fuck it, yep. right? Just like, go. I mean, here yeah. we go, dude. Mm-hmm. And like, you can, I like, I could feel my spine wavering just because it was placed wrong. And I'm like, god damn it! But you get it down, man. You just gotta fucking do it sometimes. And these people, I learned that probably like a couple years in that just like stop thinking about it. Just fucking do it, dude, because, like, this is it. You get one shot. That mentality of, like, having just one fucking shot to do this is so hard to understand, especially because we work out so often in the gym where we can do this as many times as we want, or we don't grip it right, so we try again. But that's not how comps work. That's why I tell everybody when you when you want to compete and do all that other shit, you have to compete now mm-hmm. because though you got to get your reps in and comp. Because comp's its own fucking animal, man. Yeah. Like, that's just what it is. So. 
So the farmers two, carry. You did. Uh, so I like to correct that. It was a two sixty per hand, uh, and then two ninety per hand at nationals. Okay. And then OSG, I think two ninety three ten. Okay. Yeah. That's so. Well, you're ready. Yeah. So you did a uh, two sixty, two ninety, forty feet down and back twice. Yep. And ended in your signature move. Yeah, and, and then out I, of the water. I supermaned at yep. the end. Took out the barrier. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Just dove over it. Yeah. No, well, it's cool, funny man. because they always like tell you try not to do that kind of shit, but like I don't I don't think I've ever seen someone get called on it for like doing it. And it's not even like on purpose. Your body is like fucking shutting down so, by the end of that well, shit. I'm pur- starting to think you're doing it on purpose now. I was purposefully going <laughs> faster than I could control. Because I thought someone was right next to me mm-hmm. when it was a judge. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever works, dude. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, hell no. <laughs> so yeah. I planned on, you know, going all out at the end, mm-hmm. and I didn't need to. Well, and that's also judging your surroundings, right? Like, yeah. because if you can, you can Superman it where you were at. But I remember fucking um, feats of strength. You're just hitting dirt. Yeah. And that shit ain't going anywhere. Like, that sucks. So These were really nice, actually. They made them for the competition, and they had rubber bottoms on them, Mm -hmm. so they could not slide. So there's no slide penalties, which was nice. Okay. But at the end, when you dropped them, all the force stopped. And so I kept going. Right. Oh, shit. Yeah, so I banged up my my shins a little bit. That's hot. Yeah. 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 Well, was um, so was that end of day one or did you have one more event? That so there was uh, six events, three events day one, mm-hmm. three events day two. So there's one more event. We got one more day one, which was, was uh, sandbag carry to sled drag. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did not watch the women do this because I went to go warm up. Right. Um, but apparently the floor was super slick, and a lot of women weren't able to move the sled. Uh, really? Because the floor was so slick, they were just falling on their butts. Um, oh, I see what you mean. So not like the uh, the sled wasn't sliding easy. You mean like their they, feet were getting yeah, out from under them? Yeah. Okay. No traction. So um, a lot of the guys were just taking their shoes off and doing it barefoot. I saw that. Um, that was interesting. So in the warm up area, I tried it tried it with my shoes and hell, they just slid also. Really? So I'm okay. like, I'm like, oh. I'll, I have wrestling shoes. So the, it's a, gonna, the Asics were sliding? Yeah, my Asics. Oh, no. So I just wiped wiped them off. And then, oh, yeah, my traction's all back. So I thought I'd be good for competition. Oh, um, but when it was my turn to go, all the middleweights did barefoot except me. And I wiped my feet off before before going. But I, I lost traction as well. But, okay. So this was actually my worst, worst event um, because of my shoes. Okay. So I... What did it look like? I was actually ahead on the sandbag carries. Um, and then that's when I couldn't move the sled as fast as when they caught up to me. So it was a, a 265 sandbag. You carry 40 feet on and drop it on the sled, run back, pick up a 287 sandbag, drop it on the sled, and then you pull the sled back with the sandbags on it. So I was the fastest to put the two sandbags on the sled, mm-hmm. but then when I went to pull the sled, I had no traction. So I was kind of angling my feet, and right. I, was able to, I was able to get the sled going. So I was one of the peop- only people who actually pulled the sled with shoes on. Oh, was there a thought in your head, for a second, maybe I should stop and take my shoes off? 
Yeah, except I had my shoes just tight, super tight. Right. Right. Double knotted. But it popped yeah. in your head. You're just like, maybe I should it, just there, try. I mean, there that would have taken way more time. There was some competitors that did do that before me. Really? That they, okay. Yeah, they sh- took the shoes off. Yeah. They couldn't do it. Because I remember I did a too. fucking truck pull in those uh, Vibram finger shoes. Yeah. You ever seen yeah. those? Like uh-huh. the toe shoes or whatever the fuck? And I was like, this would be perfect. Like, that's great. But you can't get them tight enough on your heel. With mm. the at least I couldn't yeah, get yeah, mine on the it. Strap. So as I'm going, they're just rolling off the back of my foot, and I like. So it was the same thing because of shoes. I fucked that whole event, and I was like yeah. the slowest one in that event because of these fucking shoes. And that so, so apparently after running down and back with the sandbags, I lost the traction on my shoes, so they just got redusted. Right. So, earlier this year at Oregon Strongest Man, the floor was super slick. Mm-hmm. And a lot of guys were doing the truck push uh, barefoot. And same thing, I wiped my shoes off and I was good to go. Uh, but that's because I didn't have to do anything else before right. the truck push. So Interesting. Now I learned. Right. So imagine you would have blown them out of the fucking water even more. Yeah. If you were so probably, yeah, so with, with that, I placed fifth. So fifth was my worst, worst placing. So you still did pretty good. So uh, a third, a first, and a fifth. What's the scoring on that? Yeah. So one bag, one point, uh, two bags, two point, and then uh, distance measured after that, and then with completion, it's time. Yeah, it looks like, yeah, it was just distance. Distance if you didn't finish it, and then time if you Did, did finish you finish? It. So, yeah, I did finish. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So uh-huh. I, I still had a good, good time even with losing traction. That's crazy. So I finished fifth for 43 seconds and first did it in 34 seconds question for you joe you wear those asics for everything i do i wear those uh nike inflicts for like everything and yeah. i think it's good like do you uh did you uh, um did you have shin splints at first when you were using them uh no i don't get shin splints um okay only when i ran track did I ever get shin splints? Okay. But yeah, like, I don't know why. Those wrestling yeah. shoes, like uh, doing yoke and farmers, you don't get the shin nope. splints? Okay. Nope. The reason I wear these, the wrestling shoes for everything is because they, they're kind of like a barefoot feel. Um, and I've tried doing heeled shoes before, and heeled shoes just give me knee pain. Yeah. So that's why I, I do the barefoot feeling shoes for everything. Yeah, I just do chucks. Yeah. I know. I know it sounds crazy, but, but like... I've just been chucks. doing it for so long. Yeah, I'll do chucks with anything I'm moving. Yeah. And, and then uh, if I'm static, I'm in socks. I don't give a fuck where I'm at, dude. Yeah. Like, I, I want to be as barefoot as possible. The chucks are good, man. You can do, um, if you got a good pair that works, like, with your feet really good, uh, yeah, you can, people even use them for, like, static stuff sometimes. Well, I gotta, I definitely have to fucking uh, have high tops. I need yeah. that ankle tied in real mm-hmm. hard, like, right. Yeah, so anytime I do a pull or whatever, I actually it was Josh Hatfield was the one who was like, you need to be using hiking boots for these fucking pulls, uh, at least for like truck pull and shit like that if they're outside. Yeah. But what, do you, what is your thought on that? I've tried the boots, um, but I like the rock climbing shoes better. Okay. You didn't wear the Asics for the truck pull? Uh, we didn't have a truck pull. Like at the Rainier, uh, last time you pulled a heavy truck? I did, no. So I did wear rock climbing shoes for the truck pull. I wore my uh, Inflicts for that. Hmm. Yeah. 
it worked out really well too. I was worried. I didn't know what was gonna happen. I was like, I might like blow out a calf or I might start slipping or whatever. But I, um, I tested it with my trainers, um, like my uh, Reeboks, and it was not working out super well. And they're not high tops either, right? Um, which is really important on that because your foot is going through a, a lot of motion. Well, the rock climbing shoes aren't high tops, are they? No. Mm-mm. No, they're super yeah. snug, so they're not going to come off your feet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah those... Uh, you have to get them, like, shaped for your foot, or is it, like, that Vibram shit where you have to, like, measure... Um, I'd recommend going and getting them, try try them on, and you want... They're actually going to be uncomfortably tight. Is good. Okay. Right. Yeah. Uh, I also... I've tried the Vibrams, yeah. but uh, I just don't like the feeling between my toes. Yeah. A little bit too much. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I, I like it. Just because I feel like I'm barefoot, but, you know, like I have some pad on the bottom of my feet. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't like all the looks. Mm-hmm. You know, like everybody's looking at me, like everybody's looking at my feet, and like, I just, I, I don't like that much attention. You know what I mean? I really don't. I know I'm kind of an attention-seeking guy, but like... You don't like the attention? <laughs> no, it's just, it's weird, because everybody's looking at you like, what the fuck are those? And I'm What's like, wrong with your toes, dude? I, <laughs> I wore those in, like, uh, I went to El Salvador, and I'm wearing them around down there. Like, you're looking to get some Nikes down there, but I'm walking around with these crazy-ass, like, toe shoe yeah. things. Like, they were tripping, man. Plus, you gotta be careful not to wear them too much at, like, to start. Because they will give you shins once, because it's like walking barefoot and your foot's right. not used to yeah, it. Right, yeah, yeah, to start. I think I've gotten past that, so I can use the, um, uh, thankfully I can use the wrestling shoes of Inflix. I mean, like, I, I suggest any, you can use any wrestling shoes, Asics and uh, Nike, or, and Reebok, too. Reebok makes good ones, too. Uh, but yeah, Asics and Nike is what I suggest. And if you can get used to them, and if you like being barefoot and everything, take a little bit to get used to them. If you're training strongman... A lot of times you will get shin splints. I was. I don't know if you remember before the rain here, mm-hmm. but we were mocking it up, and I was doing. Um, I could barely even walk with the yoke because my shins were hurting so bad. And remember, I had th- like three different pairs of shoes that I was trying yeah. on, and I was like, oh, I can't fucking figure this out, dude. <laughs> but uh, yeah, after a week of uh, resting up, it was it. It helped out, and I haven't got the um, shin splint since then. Good, which is which is nice. Yeah, I think those shoes are awesome. Well, I used to I used to wear I used to wrestle, so I had a pair. But uh-huh. like, uh, I whipped them out again because I think it was you were wearing them. I saw you wearing them at the gym, so I pulled yeah. mine out, and they were just so twisted from wrestling, hmm. right? Because you, you you're like fucking all like toes up, twisting around, like all that other shit constantly. So like, they weren't ready for lifting, you know? Mm-hmm. Where like it's just like a normal flat footed thing. Like, they were fucking disgusting, dude. <laughs> and plus, you're like, oh, man, I'm wrestling, they're, like, dripping sweat, running in fucking yeah. bags, and, yeah. like... Need yeah. new shoes. Yeah. <laughs> so, I might end up doing that. I want the rock line ones for sure, but... Yeah. A lot of guys, you'll see them do the Reebok Nanos. Those are really popular. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I've just always liked how the Asics feel. Have you heard, like, right No now? Bull? Yeah, no bowls yeah. are popular. Are they good though? Like I've never tried them. No, they're popular though. Well, I mean, everything's fucking popular for a while, right? Yeah. Like I mean, then people really try them out and see if it works or not. So, I, I just I try not to go off of what's popular. I try and go off of what fucking what works. You know? uh, yeah, I, heard, I just I heard they're wide fit too. Like they like make them uh, just a wider fit. Like even when you order like regular sizes, they have a wider toe box or whatever they call it. 
That'd be good for corkscrewing in. Yeah. You know, really get some toes in there. Get some toe action, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, whatever is the most comfortable shoe I recommend doing. Yeah. So, day one's wrapped up. So, day one, I finish in third place. Nice. Um, so, me and two other guys are just uh, switching uh, between first, second, and third every event. Third. But no, I just popped a fucking Zinomire and it shot in my hand. Like, Jesus. <laughs> Anyways, I'm sorry. Yes, so. First aid, so, first aid kit. No, good. So, I was it. saying, uh, so Dan Zimmer, Eric Keane, and myself were switching. We were in, on the podium the whole competition, just switching back and forth between who had the lead. So, Eric won the overhead press. Dan won the uh, sandbag sled drag. And I won the farmer's. So day one, Dan's with has forty five, Eric has forty three, and I have forty and a half. Okay. So day two, I wake up feeling a little sore, so hold, I go down. Hold to the on, hot if you tub. don't mind me, if you don't mind me asking, so because I want to get, I want this to be, I want to know, man, I want this to be comprehensive. So in between, so day one is done, right? What did your recovery look like in between day one and day two? Uh, so. Well, during the competition, I drink my same electrolyte mix right. with the electrolytes and the Gatorade and the amino acids. So I drink a whole gallon of that um, during the competition. So no, uh, but before comp, I have my normal, um, my normal food. Uh, so I make cream of rice with beef and eggs, um, and I ate two two servings of that, and that's about a thousand calories a meal. So I had. 2,000 calories of that before the competition of just rice, nice. beef, and eggs. And then uh, 1,000 calories of the electrolyte mix during the competition. So I'm at 3,000 calories already. And then after the competition, we uh, just eat at the hotel restaurant. And I just have this like salmon, rice, and asparagus. So, um, and then before bed, I have another meal of my cream of rice, beef, and eggs. Do you think about it as, um, so some people of the weaker mind, once they're done with day one, did you notice that some people were maybe tapping out? Not like necessarily 100% tapping out, but they're like, you know, maybe getting that feeling like, oh, I just did a comp, and then they don't, um, they don't like have a good flow into the next day, you know? I'm you, sure some guys do. Yeah. yeah, you didn't notice that much well, at all, though. I mean, when you're at that top three, that you're in a different mindset, exactly. Right? Versus these guys who are like tenth, yeah, yeah, who yeah. are fucking just like gassed out. That really sometimes when you get to a competition um, and someone just is like beating your ass, like there's like no like they might think like yeah fuck this I'm gonna go have a drink I just got right. my ass kicked <laughs> might as well I mean yeah. I'm already in last place yeah. right like fuck it but. I've never been to a two-day competition. I've never done one of those. I always do the, the single day, whatever the fuck. But I know that feeling getting halfway through a comp and being like, I have no fucking shot. <laughs> you know? I mean, I know I did a novice class once, and these two dudes from Grenada. Uh, I think you remember that, yeah. right? Like, yeah. they came over. And, strength. And they did novice again. And I was like, fuck, man. Like, they, they just blew everybody else out of the water. Like, But they had, like... Whites of their eyes were fucking yellow. Like, this was... It was nuts, bro. Yeah. Like, they were just destroying everybody. 
but how can they? They're not coming back. Well, they don't do feet strength anymore. Why? Dean's not doing competitions anymore. Those guys got kicked out of the office, so now they don't want to do it. (laughs) I don't know why they haven't competed at any other competition, but probably because they wouldn't. Yeah, if there's no novice class, they can't just crush everybody, huh? So you were able to get a nice, nice balance of kind of simmering down, mellowing out, but you knew that the show wasn't over, right? Yeah, so I just went to my normal routine, ate my easy-to-digest foods, went back and just watched some TV on the hotel, and just yep. went to bed early, so I got you know my full eight hours of sleep, and then got up... Um, Woke up without an alarm, and uh, it was a little sore, so I went down and hot tubbed for like 20 minutes just mm-hmm. to get the joints feeling good. Right. Because they were a little achy. Mm-hmm. And then I went down and watched the women, mm-hmm. and then it was time for me to go again. There you go. Same thing. I ate the two my two normal breakfasts. Um, just got a couple thousand calories in, and then drank the same rehydration mix during the competition. Okay. Hell yeah. Wow. So first event, day two, is the deadlift medley. So it's a farmer's deadlift, farmer's deadlift, then an axle deadlift for reps. Uh, Straps on that? You can use straps. Um, So I did no straps on the farmers, and then I strapped in the (coughs) axle. So this was a, a 290 per hand farmer's deadlift, and then a 330 per hand farmer's deadlift, and then a 615 axle for reps on the rogue axle wheels. Okay. Um, so, deadlift's my best event. I've never lost a deadlift event. Yeah, tell me so, about how you got first in that. So, <laughs> because I had a poor performance on the sandbag to sled, I wasn't in the last heat. Um, so, they reorder after every event based on your placing. Right. So, since I wasn't in the last heat, I didn't know how many reps I had to do to win. Oh, wow. Okay. So, um, I so I did the farmers, did the farmers, did the axle for a few reps. Looked over to see if any of my competitors were still going, and, and there was one guy that was able to do the axle. So I had no idea how many reps he did. So I just busted out a few more reps. So I ended up doing, um, I think ten total reps. Jeez, with including the the farmers. Okay. So two on the farmers and then eight on the axle. And nice. then, uh, so there's still one more heat to go. So, um, and then the next heat, I think like six total reps was the most reps anyone did. So okay. I did way more than I needed to. But did you feel okay? I did, yeah. Okay. I, I, mean, I, was, I was feeling super taxed after mm-hmm. that. Um, but I recovered just fine right. for the next event. And then, which was the sandbag over shoulder. So instead of holding it on the shoulder and doing the down command, you just have to throw it over your shoulder. So they were uh, stricter. Some judges were stricter than others on if it actually was going over your shoulder or not. Right. So. Um, it's like a suplex, right? Yeah. So there yeah. was one guy that just suplexed all of them. <laughs> that's probably how I would have did it okay yeah. how was his judge feeling about that uh, she gave him credit for all of them except the last one okay well okay. Luck, lucky him. but he still won the competition as a 231 okay cool so this one um, I was back in the last heat so I knew 
relatively what I need to do to win. Um, everyone before me failed on the uh, fourth sandbag. So I knew if I could either do the first three sandbags the fastest or get the fourth, I would be in a good placing. Um, so I rushed through the first three and actually the third sandbag knocked me on my ass, but the sandbag still went over my shoulder, so I still got credit for it. There nice. you go. Nice. So Hell yeah. Did you land on the sandbag? I did. Okay, good. Yeah, so it, yeah. Actually, so it fell and then I fell onto it. Good. And then the fourth sandbag... Um, so they actually made all these sandbags the day before. So they shipped in all the sand and rubber mulch and just filled them right then. And the sand was not dry, so it was wet sand. Oh, okay. And with wet sand, you can't fit all that sand in the, the bag. So they're using bigger bags to make them the correct weight. So the, I believe it was a, supposed to be a 287 bag, and it was in like a... It was in like a three fifty uh, sleeve. Yeah, so, so there was there was a lot of extra room yeah. in it, and the bottom was sand, the top was rubber mulch. Oh no! So they did it like that. Yeah. So oh it was, my gosh! Because they made them all the the, the day yeah, before, they yeah. didn't have time to mix everything right. equally. Shit. So they were they were just trying to get everything to the correct weights. So it was the correct weight, but it was not. The correct distributed properly whatsoever. Yeah. So no one got this sandbag because it was just so floppy. Odd. Odd. Yeah. yeah. So actually, I tried doing it upside down first because I thought this since the sand's the heaviest, if I just get the sand part up, it would be easy. Mm -hmm. But then when I lifted it, just all all the sand and mulch distributed, so there's nothing to grab onto because there's so much excess right material. So then I flipped it on its side and I deadlifted it up. And then I just tried scooting it up my body, but I ran out of time. So, I. Uh, you think you would have been able to get it if yeah. you had more time? Yeah, yeah. I was I was rushed in it. I I just had a couple more seconds. I could have scooted it up. How'd you place? So that one, I placed fourth. Nice. Um, so I did three sandbags in twenty seconds. That's pretty good. 20 seconds, man. That's why that suplex is a good move. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I wrestled. That was one of my go-tos, and, and I'd have each one two seconds maybe. Just fucking flam, throw them right over. So at this point, we have one event left, and I was in second going into the last event. So first has 72.5. I have 69.5. Third has 68.5. Wow. So we're super close. And then fourth has 59. So it's just between the three of us who's yeah. going who's gonna to win. Right. And it was, it was like that the whole time? Yeah. Nice. So the last event is the arm over arm uh, rope pull, pulling a sled. And the sled, they said, was 800 pounds. They're just sandbags. So I knew I just had to go as fast as possible. Right. Just not, not even take a rest during this event if I wanted to win. Um, so that's what I did. I just pulled, pulled hard and fast over and over and over. How were the heats set up? Was it, uh, was it in pairs or four or one at a time? Uh, four at a time and then two people were next to each other. So there's like two, two pairs, but everyone's going 
Four people are going the same time. Four people, and they're all in the same class going at the same time? Okay. Yep. So you were in the last heat then? Yep, last you, heat. You are able to see what went down? Yep, so I had the guy in first to my left, the guy in third to my right, so I knew if I beat either of beat both of them, I won. <coughs> nice. It's awesome, man. You were set up. Yep. Um, so like I said, I just pulled hard and fast. My pinkies actually went numb. Um and, and my pinky nails started bleeding. So the Hell yeah, dude. The, I, did, metal. I didn't even notice it during the event, but yeah. after the fact. Wow. That's awesome, and, man. So how did um how'd it go? What what was your time and, and what'd you what what you play? So my time was thirty five seconds for first. Wow. Yeah, thirty five seconds pulling eight hundred pounds yeah. off. And it was a uh, eighty feet. Eighty feet. Yeah. And the rope was uh, really stretchy, so you couldn't. You you try. I, I tried to keep tension on it the whole time because if you took tension off it, it would how recoil. How was the slack management? Was the was he doing you well? Um, actually, at first, the the slack management was terrible, mm-hmm. and then once once she was actually pulling it, the the second half of the event went easier for me. So you can actually see I was behind in the first half of the event, and then the second half of the event, I caught up and yeah. and won. So, um, so at first when I was pulling, uh, it was getting caught on me, and then after the the second half, she was actually pulling it away from my body. Because you so, you take the, um, I mean you like load into it, and then like you. Uh, you bring your legs into it and you extend a lot, right? So yeah. like each one of your poles is probably like maybe five and a half, six feet. And I, then however much know. the sled moves, you know what I mean? So like, uh, do you think it took her a second to realize how much slack she was having to get every single pole? Yeah. 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 That, that makes a huge difference. Yeah. Whoever's once, managing that. Yeah. Once there was no slack, it was so much easier. Yeah. Big time. It was like a one to three seconds per pole, having to feed that in yourself. Nice, dude. But, but you walked away with it. But uh, after the last event, they did not release the, the scores, so no one knew what their final placing was. Mm-hmm. So we had to wait till the award ceremony to actually find out. So I, I th- had a feeling I won, but I didn't want to you yeah. know, celebrate if I didn't win. We all knew. We were celebrating. Um, we, were, we were pretty <laughs> celebrating. So I ended up finishing with uh, 85.5 points. Second place had 77.5. And third had 75.5. Jeez. So I won by eight points. Hell wow. Yeah, dude. So, yeah, it was a good, good win. So the next best one, what was the next best one on that pole? Uh, well, on here it says he finished in 42 seconds. But on the video, he finishes right after me. Oh, okay. So it was it was a lot closer than it looks on the score sheet. Okay. Yeah, he just does one more pull than I do. Nice. Hell yeah, you're just a little stronger. Yeah, my last pull slid across the blue line where his stopped before. So oh, he had to pull shit. one more. That sucks, man. And yeah, reloading like that takes a couple seconds. Mm-hmm. Yep. Damn. Nice, dude. So you walked in as a... As a 200 competitor, and then you walked out as a 200 national champ. Yep. Feels good. Feels good, I bet, man. So I got a big gold medal. Um, Italian, baby. They did something new this year, and they gave the winners money. So all the winners got a check for $500. Nice. 
So nice. that was an unexpected surprise. Yeah, it was nice. Um, well, I know then, USS is really stressing that money right now. Yeah, USS is pushing it, so now Strongman Corp has to keep up. Good. USS is pushing it. Um, a rumor that I haven't been able to confirm through my own uh, findings um, is that there are pro athletes because they're up in their pro division a lot too. Uh, supposedly they're getting monthly payouts um, and they're not even subjective to your uh, competitions. It's just like you get a monthly payout. I talked to Willie about that shit. Y- you've yeah. heard that too? Yeah, so, so like if you get to a certain rank uh, mm-hmm. And you can keep it, and you have to compete a certain amount of times, and all that other shit in the year. Okay. Then, uh, then yeah, you'll they'll pay you. It's it's really not a lot. Yeah. But the but it, plan it's is so- to something get every it. month, right? Yeah. It's something, and and the plan is as the sport gets bigger to, to make it more and more, which is, which is fantastic because I mean we should be able to the amount of work and fucking money we pay to fucking be strong, man. Oh, yeah. Like we should get something back, mm-hmm. man. But it's funny to see how how big the sport is and how much effort and, and money we put into this fucking sport for just nothing for so long. Like, really, just a fucking title. Even Worlds, I mean, they're getting sponsorship later, right? But that's yeah. where their money was coming from. They're not winning, like, a bunch of money. I mean, they win some, right? But you gotta get to Worlds to do it. Was yeah. it not, like, top three? Get, like, ten grand or something like that? Uh, I think everyone gets money. Okay. So... At Worlds? Mm-hmm. Like world's strongest they, man, yeah. they just divide. or like OSG, world's strongest man. Yeah, so I think it's like, I think world's is like eighty thousand dollars split between everyone. Okay. So first gets the most, right. second, third, etc. So it, even even tenth, I think gets money. It's just a lot less. Than, I think it went up a little bit. I think it's still like around eighty though. It might be like ninety or a hundred. Yeah, I don't think it's over a hundred yet. No. Yeah. But. Uh, the Rogue Invitational, which was this weekend, yeah. they have the highest prize money in Strongman. Yeah. Which, it was one hundred and thirty thousand. I don't know what it is now. Shit. Um, I didn't hang around the live stream long enough to they look ended. at that. They didn't announce it. They didn't announce it. Okay, so they had said, um, like from a couple of Rogue athletes, and I guess. Um, What's the one gal's name from Rogue? You know who I'm talking about? Todd? Yeah, Todd. Um, They had said, allegedly, that it would be about twice the payout of last year. And I think the total payout um, between athletes was like 186,000. The winner didn't get that, but I think that was the total payout. Um, And it was supposed to be like almost double that this year. Yeah, man, I mean... And Rogue, I'm so glad they're doing that, too, because they're stepping it up. The only thing is that, um, so I was getting kind of, uh, I was getting kind of so, nervous on it because the judging, like, uh, if Martins would have podiumed over somebody by, like, a point or two, because you saw his two calls that he shouldn't, like, the, uh, the dumbbell and then on the log, his soft lockouts, the dumbbell wasn't even a soft lockout, he just didn't even get the rep, but they gave him the down. And then um, on the yoke to log, he uh, had another soft lockout, and they gave him a down on it. And then Trey Mitchell, they didn't give him the down on his first rep. Right. So he yeah. did four reps. On so the he log. did four reps on the log. Yeah. Yeah, but that's and that's every comp. I mean, that's the same thing. Like you get fucking you get Grant Higa. Yeah. 
you you it's, better do your shit right. Like here, he yeah. is not no, and it anything. needs to be like that. It needs yeah. to be like totally uniform because if it, so, like Mark and Martins was in contention for a podium, and a podium spot at the Rogue Invitational is tens of thousands of dollars. Right. Right. So if he were to beat, say, like uh, Mitch Hooper, who he was battling out with for that podium spot, if he would have beat him by that one or two points because of those calls, those calls would have cost uh, Mitchell Hooper tens of thousands of dollars. You know what I mean? And that would have been a huge upset, dude. So I found the strongman purse. So Okay, cool. First uh, for USS or No, for the Rogue Invitation. Okay. So first place earned a hundred and fourteen thousand. Second place earned fifty seven thousand. Third thirty four thousand. Fourth eleven thousand. And fifth nine thousand. Nice. That's twenty twenty two, that was this weekend? Yep. Nice. That makes it more worth trying to be a professional strongman because I feel like how long has it been that yeah strongman's a hobby right because I mean who the fuck can be a strongman like even work your way up the fucking ranks without a job like it's just not gonna happen right Mm -hmm. so I mean now at least you can make some money Nice. And it's a big influence too because like um and even for the one oh five guys, like uh Clash is doing uh their purses in between like ten ten thousand and then I think like up to forty thousand sometimes too. But it uh split in between the men and women classes. Um I think it was just ten thousand. I don't think they've done more than I think they had a thirty thousand. Uh the one that um uh, who, uh, so what's his name? Uh, Max, Max Almaz is his Instagram thing. And, um, Isaac Mays. Isaac Mays. And, uh, I don't know why I'm forgetting her name right now. The Canadian, Melissa Peacock. Yeah. So when they won, wasn't the purse like 30 grand? They both won, I think $10,000 for winning. Right. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know what the total I think the, I think it was close. It was like in between 30, but anyway, Clash is doing that. Yeah. Which is dope. Um, and then we're getting, so strong, strongman corp, like they're, um, nationals is 500 bucks or whatever. Right. But, uh, things like the Rainier, um, it was like a $10,000 purse or something for the, uh, winners of the pro division. Well, that's also who's running it too. Uh-huh. But like, uh, yeah, like the middleweight, um, they got a lot of sponsors up there at that Rainier. Yeah. Middleweight pro, uh, Got like three thousand dollars or something, right? And then Jasper got third, and he walked away with three thousand dollars, I think. I fucking love Jasper. I yeah. wanted to hate him so bad, but he's just such a sweetheart. I know. He is. He is. I mean, like, let's be so cool. We, so we cool knew, about it. We knew each other through someone else. Yeah. And so, like, it just wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. So, so then, uh, then I met him, and I was like, like, I wanted to be pissed, but it was at that competition, and. And I started talking to him, and he was just such a sweetheart. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck it. I'll oh, at it. the, um, uh, what was it called, Battle of Champions? Yeah. 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 Cool. That, that was the first time I actually, I think I had a conversation with him. Mm-hmm. I mean, we work out in the gym all the time, but we were kind of just seeing each other from across the gym. Right. But. Yeah, so for the Rainier Classic, okay. first place was 7,000, second place was 4,000, third place, 1,500. That's really cool, dude. Yeah. yeah. So these these shows are starting to do it, and then, at, and then uh, USS is... Yeah, paying for like. I think in the next couple of years, USS cycle. is going to be doing some cool shit too. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> some man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> some somebody's got to pay for that double. Well, and it's funny gone. too because yeah. I mean, uh, all these sandbags and shit, dude. All these sports events, you do got to understand. Like, well, it was the same thing. I saw this little like fucking TikTok thing, right? About uh, 
about women think that the WNBA should be paid as much as the NBA, right? And they're like, okay, well, what's your favorite team? Like, not a single one even knew what a fucking WNBA team is, right? Like, like they have no idea. And it, it goes based on, like, how much it's watched, how much mm-hmm. the following is, all that other shit. So as Strongman gets bigger, the money will rise and all that other shit. But we have to, like, work together as a community to really start bringing people in and showing them how fucking awesome this, this sport is. Right. But it's also hard to do because there is, like, little... Little things behind it, right? I mean, like, if you want to be a pro, um, in my opinion, steroids is a, is a prerequisite, right? And some people want to not believe that. Um, but, like, you kind of have to play the game if you want to get in there. I know none of it's tested or anything like that, but that's a really big thing. I know that a lot of people, I've been talking to quite a few people lately uh, about wanting to be in Strongman and stuff. And one of the big hangups is. Uh, <laughs> Is that well? Well, I can win natural, right? And I'm like, is it possible? Sure, Sh- sure. But like, you're at such a disadvantage that like, like you would have to train for twenty fucking years. This guy trains for five, and he's at the same level as you, but he's fucking juicing, right? Like, so, like, would it be worth it for you to do? Because by the time you're strong enough to even be anywhere, you're a master's now and your body's shutting down. So, Yeah, you got to start man. young, I think. Well, I, th- I think, I think if is... a lot of these guys start young, uh, they can maybe manage. Well, yeah, I, you're right. It's in the sport, dude. I, I mean, think like, everyone's that, doing that it. We have to, we're going to start having this generational gaps, right? Whereas, like, like MMA... Right now, there's fucking three year olds in jujitsu and kickboxing with all this other shit. Those are going to be the next champions, right? So now, now we're finally getting to the point where strong men are starting 15, 16. Like right. that's where we're at right now. Is that that's where I feel like strong men starts. You're about 15, 16 years old yeah. starting. I when we so. get to the yeah. point where men or, or people are training their fucking three year old mm-hmm. proper technique to get an axle bar up, right? Or like working on their grip strength and shit like that from like three years old, that's when we're going to get these champions that are blowing people out of the fucking water. Yeah. Like later. Like that. that's going to be, Brian Shaw is going to be such a fucking memory. You know what I mean? He's going to be a memory of, yeah. of past days when people are picking up thousand pound fucking stones now. You know what I mean? Because they just have worked their body to that point where like, uh, I, I attribute it to archery. Back in the day, you could tell when they started digging up bodies from medieval times or, or times where archery was huge, mm-hmm. you could tell if they were an archer or not. Their whole skeletal structure would change to adapt to be an archer, to pull a 300-pound fucking draw. You know what I mean? You like, I don't think you... Have you ever pulled a bow, like a real one? Like uh, a yeah, 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 like break your fingers, yeah. It's a fucking... Like, I have a 75-pound recurve. I'm a big fucking dude, and I can yank it, sure. But can I shoot straight? Can I hold it for, like, 30 seconds? No. And that's 75 pounds. These guys were pulling 150, 200-pound fucking bows, shooting these things for forever, right? So once we get to that point where the the generational gaps are starting to close, where, like, like, we are getting there. I saw, like, some 16-year-old fucking squatting 800 fucking pounds. Yeah. God damn. Yeah, they're and growing I mean, into it, you know. But that's I mean? also yeah. the other yeah, thing, too, is like, is this kid on steroids? Yeah. 
if you're under 25 years old and using steroids, I think you're a fucking idiot. I think you're stupid. Like, that's just not okay. Lift. Get strong as fuck. Peek out. Figure out where your limitations are. Then, if you need it, use it, right? That's where my points are. And use as little as possible to get what you need yeah. done. And it's, it's just a... I'm nervous because I think... Is the, that, that was the first thing that popped into my mind. Is this 16-year-old on steroids? Right. Is he? He's probably not. He's probably on SARMs. Okay. Sure. <laughs> That's probably what it is. But at the same time, too, is he or does he have a guy who made it in power? Or he's on, like, grams of trend because kids are dumb. Okay. He's snorting it or whatever. Yeah, sure. But <laughs> yeah, what I'm saying, like, or does he have a guy who's training him who's done this his whole fucking life? And who cuts out the bullshit, who cuts out the, the shit you don't have to learn. Like, so is this kid becoming like the next generation of, of strength or is he, is he cheating, right? That's what I want to know and really I want to know it for the community. So there's a, there's a, couple, of, um, there's a couple of young bucks, uh, Sturgeon and uh, another gentleman named Tyler Gilliland or something. Yeah. Um, so these guys are 19, and uh, uh, Sturge trains out of Kabuki, which is um, one of the best strength gyms in the nation, right? And um, this other guy, he trains out of Dungeon, but he has a wicked coach, um, Lucas Hatton. And these guys are both natty, right? And um, it had been brought up for, like, suggested use for one of these guys, Uh and he was like, no, I, I'm not going to do that. You know what I mean? Right. And that was cool, dude. Because he don't need to. He's 19, and he's fucking killing it, dude. Well, and that's the thing. I would love to see. My, my biggest thing is I want to see what we can accomplish as a fucking, as humanity. You know, mm-hmm. anatomy-wise, we should technically, based on our muscle structure and bone structure and all this other shit, be able to run like 40 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. Like so, make Usain Bolt look like yeah. shit. But forty miles an hour is really fast. Well, but given the fact that we don't need to, we've lost the even the even drive to be able to, right? Like we have to re Usain Bolt is relearning shit that we had ingrained in us when we were fucking cavemen. You think we used to? Yeah, it's just science is saying like that's that's the way that our bodies look like we should be able to do it, and it should yeah. be it, it could be weird. Maybe it's like every stride we throw one hand down. Right? Or, or some shit. Like, there was a way yeah, we were able to run yeah. and be, like, fucking insanely strong because we had to. Yeah. But now we don't got to do shit. So we, right. we're losing that. But I would love to see what a human body could really fucking do. Yeah. And there's going to be outliers that are able to... There's genetic, genetic freaks. Of course. Yeah. Like, you have the people Sturgeon. that are... Yeah. Like... <laughs> There's people out there that actually have myostatin deficiencies where they're, they'll get extremely muscular. Yeah. So there's going to be genetic freaks. Mm-hmm. I've seen a cat and like that. As more people do strong man, yeah. Yeah. as more people do strong man, we're going to get a lot more people into the sport that are genetic freaks. Mm-hmm. Right. We're, yeah, they're gonna, we're going to start finding them. Yeah. Well, what happens when like China gets a hold of this shit, right? So I don't know if you guys know this, but like... The Olympics is huge in China, right? And what they'll do is you submit your child, and they don't give a fuck what your kid wants to do. They will train them in like all these different ways and figure out what the absolute best body type and muscle structure, what they can do. 
and they will fucking destroy them at that one thing for the rest of their goddamn life. Like, so, I mean, imagine they get a hold of a kid who's like, fucking huge and supposed to be a strong man, right? And just drill someone like that that's genetically dispositioned to be that? Fuck. You know? Yeah. And the more the more this becomes like a real thing, like what if strong man becomes in the Olympics? It won't. Uh, just because I'm assuming because of the fucking usage, right? Steroids and shit. Like steroids are not okay in the Olympics. And right. I understand that. But at the same time, like there would be no point in having a strong man competition in the well, Olympics. Well, I mean, Olympic weightlifting. I mean, you can get around the test pretty easy. Because they're all on gyms. For like Olympics? Isn't I Olympic weightlifting in the Olympics? Yeah, the Olympic, yeah. 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 There's also powerlifting in the Olympics. But yeah. like, you're te- you think that you can get around it? Yeah. I no, don't think you can. There's not powerlifting in the Olympics. There's not. No. But those oh, Olympic right, lifters, Olympics. dude, they're, yeah, they're I all... don't think they're juicing at all. And the, the main reason it. I think that is because uh, I even had somebody on like in a bodybuilding competition and they get like polygraphed, like if they've ever even taken juice. And if you say, if you come up wrong, that you're just disqualified. Yeah. But, so you're there's, telling me like there's ways you think around those that Olympic kind of lifters shit? juice? That's where it started. There's lots of forms of enhancing drugs in the Olympics. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Have you watched the documentary uh, Icarus? No. Yeah. Watch that. I don't watch a lot of. Like that's the thing too. I mean, like I guess there's yeah. A surprisingly, the Olympics is where it all, uh, all really started. Well, I know that it developed there, but I'm saying like where where steroids and stuff are at now. Like, they're also going to be people who are dedicated to making sure it's not in the Olympics, right? So, so there's there's people out there that train Olympians Olympians how to beat drug tests. Interesting. Yeah. So there's a lot of things you can use that aren't detectable because drug tests only are searching for specific drugs or metabolites. So if you're using something that's not being searched for, they're not going to detect it. Because yeah, most compounds won't show up on a drug test. It's, it's the metabolites that will, uh, that's what's searched for. Huh. Surprise. Yeah. It, yeah. It's, uh, so back, um, back when all the baseball players got tested positive, they were all using this substance called clear because it was undetectable in all the blood tests because it wasn't, it wasn't something that yeah. they were searching for. That sounds cool. Clear? That sounds good. Clear? Yeah. Yeah, it sounds tasty. It does, uh, doesn't it? Uh-oh. We're like 12.45. You all right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm cool. Okay. You got uh, anything else on the list? Not really. I mean, it, we went through kind of the mindset, lifting, uh, nutrition. You're, you're still doing vertical, I'm assuming, right? My diet's mostly vertical. Um, I agree with a lot of things that Stan Efferdeen, uh does. I have a lot of the same like digestive problems that he does. He eats certain foods. So a lot of the vertical diet foods are easy to digest. Okay. Um, so most, yeah, mostly vertical, mostly uh, you get your micronutrients from your red meat, your eggs, um, for a lot of vegetables I can't digest um, so for my greens I eat cucumbers and then for my fruit I have orange juice and cranberry juice and then uh, potato and then my leftover calories are just white rice okay yeah, yeah dude so that's, um, that's the vertical diet and how long have you been doing that 
Um, well, before the vertical diet was even a thing, I was eating very similar to that. Right. I already figured that those foods were easy to, for me to digest. Right. Um, but I've been tracking my food and calories ever since I started lifting. So I've always tracked everything for 17 years. Holy shit. Yeah. So for a minute. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Just a minute, yeah. Just a minute, yeah. Jesus Christ. Uh, that's a long fucking... How old are you? 33. 33. Oh, man. So I started lifting basically when I could drive to the gym at 16. Oh, yeah. Wow. So would that be 14, 17 years? Wow. Hell, yeah. You know, I tried something this week that I haven't done before. I tried uh, using food as a supplement. Like, um, like I over, I guess you could say like overcompensated for like my calories, but I used it as a supplement for recovery. Like, um, not just like normal, cause I know you always want to have a diet that's based around your recovery. Right. But I tried like pretty much overeating for about six days and I became like uh, really blobby and bloated and I gained, I think 14 and a half pounds <laughs> In six days, right? Wow. Um, yeah, but because I, I, I was doing that going up into static because, um, you know, I wasn't happy with um, how my strength was and, like, I don't know, like, um, maybe I wasn't feeling, like, super recovered, but I kind of was like, I know I should be stronger than how I am now. I'm going to try and do something, like, uh, really dramatic to get there. Um so I, I, I did, I was eating like that. Like I was eating like a box of waffles in the morning. I was doing um, like a shit ton of McDoubles. Um, prob- yeah, I did probably like 400 grams of protein, like um, like a thousand grams carbs, um, fat. I don't even know, it's probably off of the scale. And then I, I don't know what my total calories were, but- um, Dirty Vulcan. Yeah, 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 like really dirty. Um, but like, um, so it was pretty much just like my normal diet, but I would throw like a bunch of stuff in the middle um, to where like uh, I would eat until I was stuffed and then I wouldn't wait until I was hungry again. I would just wait until you I was, yeah, well, I, I, yeah, so I would pretty much eat until I was going to throw up. Like I felt like I was, you know, about to get sick after every meal. Right. And then by the time that I wasn't feeling sick, I would eat again. Yeah. I wouldn't wait until I was hungry because after that first meal, I could go all day without being hungry. Um, cause I'd usually start with in between two and 3000 calories on that first meal. Um, but I tried that out and that's obviously not sustainable. You'll probably die at a really young age uh, <laughs> yeah. if you keep doing that. But I, I did try that out. Um, cause that's like old school. Like a lot of people do that. Yeah. You know what I, I mean? I did that. Before, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, and I competed against Josh Hatfield. It was the strongest I've ever been in my life. Mm-hmm. And I dirty bulked the fuck out of everything. Like I was getting eight to 10,000 calories a day, but like. I was eating as much as everyone at the table and I would eat until I was about to puke and then I would do that just as soon as I didn't feel like the food's right here it's time to go again I was like okay I could fit more and I would just eat uh, and then I was yeah filling in the holes with protein shakes yeah yeah so I was still having my protein shakes I was still doing um yeah dude (laughs) it was so bad yeah I was still having like you know um I was still having chicken. I was still having um, like my uh, my fish. Um, still doing the rice, you know. I was still everything was about the same. I would just I would supplement with more. Oh no, I did nasty, 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 like, nasty. Was, everything. Like, uh, I was in California. Yeah. Uh, 
like two weeks before my competition. So this was my last week to really put some shit on. I got up to 320 pounds and, uh, and I was 300. I, I, I cruise about 270. So that's how much fucking wow that yeah you got up how there. much food I was eating yeah. like eight to ten thousand calories a day and it was nasty because like I would only get to eight thousand the next day because I had ten thousand that first day and I was already ready to throw up still mm-hmm. when I woke up and I like we went into In and Out and uh, it was me uh, my wife my kids my aunt and her kids and her husband and uh, I had four double doubles three rounds of fries two shakes and like. And I was still done before everybody else was. Because at that point, you're just fucking shoving food down your gullet. And it took me probably about a month and a half to even be able to eat that much food. Because you have to, like, stretch your fucking stomach out and fit food in there. And I'm just walking around, like, like fucking troll all day. Like, it was... We went to Disneyland and, like... But at that point, too, I'm also... Now I'm hungry all day. Because I've been shoving my face for fucking months now. So we're at, we're at uh, Disneyland, and she's like, let's go back to the car. And she was being, not cheap, but frugal. Mm-hmm. And so we drove her RV there, and she's got a kitchen all that other shit. So we had food in there. I'm like, I can't. I can't wait. And so I, I spent, like, probably, like, 150 bucks to get food in Disneyland. And I was, like, burgers and chicken yeah. strips. And I'm, like, just walking around the whole time yeah. eating food. No, I had like, fun. It was a fun week. For yeah. sure. <laughs> it was cool. Carne asada fries and everything. and Nasty. All that stuff. Yeah, man, it was nice. But Not sustainable, though. I'm, yeah. I'm definitely... Uh, yeah, you eat. As soon as you're done eating, you gotta go take a shit because you're so full. I was... Con- I, okay, dude. So this whole week, I've been con- <laughs> constantly full and constantly having to take a shit. Like, yeah. I, I could probably... I could probably shit on command. Yeah. Like, if someone was holding a gun to my head, and they're like, you have to take a shit in the next five seconds, or else I'm going to blow your brains out. I'd be like, no problem. And like, easy. Easy, All dude. Day. Yeah, exactly. I felt like however much I put in was how much was coming out every yeah. time. And uh-huh. I was shoving that shit in. Yeah. Surprisingly, like, my digestion was really good, too. Yeah. Well, yeah. It, like, your whole intestines are full. All the way down. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, after, yeah. like, a month of that shit, I did it for three months. Mm-hmm. And I just ate as much as I could all day, every single day. And again, I've never been stronger, but I've also never felt like shit like that. Well, yeah, I, mean, I felt like I was gonna die. I think a little bit. Yeah. Like uh, I was my starting to feel like my pulse and my eyelids and stuff. Oh, that's yeah, it was weird. Uh, my blood pressure from all the bloat was like really high. Like I blew some like uh, capillaries on my um, like around my uh, chest and then up on like my cheeks and face a little bit too from the uh, pulls yesterday. Um, yeah, it was it was uh, it was cool though. It did its job, I think. I'm yeah. sure that's what did it. Is all that food? I'm and I'm being serious. I really think that's what did it. Well, that's it the thing. A, I mean, try eating eight to ten thousand calories with like his diet. You know what I mean? Like it's fucking crazy. Like the amount of food you'd have to eat. Yeah. So I eat thirty eight hundred calories a day to maintain. Mm-hmm. Right. Right now. That's a, that's quite a bit too. Right. Um, the most I've done day to day was six thousand calories. But that was back in college when I was working two jobs and playing football. Right. So I could, I was expending that many calories. Right. So you always yeah. just do a little more than expending or a little yeah, less? You, um, yeah, you just want to eat in a slight surplus just to make sure you are, you have enough extra calories to fuel the muscle growth. Mm-hmm. There's no reason to eat 10,000 calories a day because that's just going to get turned into fat. Right. Um, your body can only synthesize about 25 grams of new protein per day. 25 grams 
is only 100 calories. You don't need to eat a shit ton more than you're burning to build muscle. You just got to eat a little bit more. And I also don't believe that um, being like a, a, a big mass monster will directly translate into strength. It'll sometimes help with like certain events. The stone. Um, my belly helped that stone. The stone. It well, really I think did. Like, uh, I mean, like my belly was fucking out. And so once I sat with it and got it up high, it was a 330-pound stone right. over a 58-inch bar. So I had to catch it. But the only thing that helped was that stomach so I could throw Power and belly. catch. Yeah. And it was, it was um, very helpful. So yeah. I think like arm over arms and uh, truck pulls and then maybe something where it's like a... Be terrible. Maybe like a uh, pu- pushing, pushing type event. You know what I mean? Well, we know, um, we know that Brian Shaw... At his biggest, he was not the strongest. Right, exactly. Yeah. And Novikov, that just won, he's one of the smaller athletes. Yeah. I think that, yeah, I think the days of the 400 pound strongman are done. Well, you I mean, know? I don't know. I don't think that's fair. Brian Shaw should be close, right? I mean, just, just 400 pounds just because he's a fucking monster. Like six foot eight. Even if he's got some sort of belly, he's at yeah. least 350, 380, right? But when he. No? he yeah, can... he's still 400. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But he's, yeah. not, he's not the best anymore. It's the smaller guys. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, and I don't think his success was from his him being. I think people modeled him a little bit too much, and like uh, like Thor says, he's not going to get that big again. He yeah. says he could be just as he's he could probably be just as good without getting that big. Yeah. Now that Thor has seen the success of like Novikov, Thor knows he doesn't have to get huge. Mm-hmm. That's because that's what everyone was doing back when Thor was coming up. It was as get as big as you can. Yeah. Because you had Eddie Hall, who. He got gigantic yeah. to pull the, yeah, you know, five hundred kilos. So Thor did the same thing. But I don't, I don't know if they're getting. So a lot of people think that like just because you're like you weigh this much, you should be able to lift this much. I don't think that's true. But I do think like, um, like I do think that the eating that amount of calories will help you maybe recover from your session a little bit better. I know that like on paper you can only get like, um, like you can only synthesize so much protein or like one. Like, you're really only getting in, like, one gram per however many you eat, you know what I mean? So is it really worth eating that much? Um, so you have to eat ex- you need the excess of everything. So you got to have more carbs. Yeah. So you got to replenish all the lost muscle glycogen and liver glycogen. Mm-hmm. Um, but then just eating an excess amount of calories, eating that much food, you're definitely going to get all your micronutrients in. Mm-hmm. But if you just eat more micronutrient-dense food... You don't need as many total calories, right? Then you can still recover. Yeah, absolutely. I think so. I I, I try to get uh, forty six hundred on training days, but I don't. And that's me being six two or six three, however tall I am, and I don't work a labor intensive job. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I mean, I'm like, technically, I'm moving all day, but not uh, like high exertion. Right, and um, yeah, so training days is about forty six hundred, and then uh, non training days um, would be the thirty seven hundred, about. And the only reason that I get the extra calories on the training days is because I supplement carbs around the training. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's that's all that comes from. But I don't see. So I plan on getting to the league of where people. We're thinking that like you know four hundred pounds is gonna benefit you so much. So I I do plan on getting there, uh, but I don't see myself really getting past 
like maybe 150 kilos and 150 kilos because like I'm tall but I'm not that tall you know what I mean compared to the people that were that heavy um yeah I don't see myself getting past like 330 and 330 I'd still be like huge you know what I mean yeah what are you at right now uh so I was walking around uh 281 and a half right now so I've I, I know I've lost at least a few pounds in the past couple of days, so I'm probably walking around like two, um, I don't know, like 277 maybe, 278. Not bad. I think so. Which is good. I feel good. I think that 275 is maybe, I don't know if it's holding me back really that much. I just think it's kind of an odd place to fall, that 275 weight class. You know what I, I mean? I hate it. I hate the 275 because that's my cruising weight, like when I'm strong. And it, and it sucks because I'm in between, so I'm like so in the middle of two weight classes mm-hmm. that it's like, it's irritating that I could be bigger and more effective, mm-hmm. right? Or the amount of weight I'd have to lose would just take so much yeah, to get to like the next level. Like 40, 44 fucking pounds is not fun. You know, it's really not a fun fucking weight loss. But at the same time, again, like you had said earlier, like I'm not getting any taller. So, I mean, I know that 44 fucking pounds is going to have to happen eventually. And the cool thing is I know that if I got down that far, I'd be fucking shredded. Like, I just... Yeah. I'm a big dude, you know? Like, I mean... There's I guys that are your height that are in a heavyweight, too. That are successful. Yeah, like, like fucking... Uh, what's his name? Your circus guy? Uh, oh, um... Dimitar? Dimitar. Yeah. Dimitar yeah. Sabatino. Dude, he's a beast. Yeah. He's got the funniest looking head ever, too. Yeah, he is a fucking, he is crazy, dude. I I remember that three fifteen fucking circus dumbbell. I could not believe that shit. It oh, just God, looked like it hurt. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like just the way he was just like bent in half. I was like, fuck, man. Like, God damn. He is a circus freak, though, dude. He was. Yeah, like, that's where he grew up. It was uh-huh. a strongman circus. I'm like, getting run over and shit, hit with cannonballs, like. Fuck, man. Getting hit with cannonballs. Yeah. yeah. But so let's Dim- bring that back. Dimitar's 5'10", 325. Great. So I'm still shorter than he is. Fuck. Yeah, it don't matter, though. I'm not worried. I'm just going to get stronger. It's not a big deal. I'll just yeah. fucking one hand... I'll, I'll shock put these fucking... These fucking stones over this bar. I'll do shit. I mean, yeah. I mean, you can manage, dude. You just got to load it higher up on your chest. For the stones. No. That's not how that works. Lower on the so, chest? Well, no. I mean, like, when you get into that, like, it was, when I went against Josh, the 58-inch bar, you gotta understand, that's eye level for me. It doesn't matter how fucking high it is on my chest, I have to catch it and press over this fucking thing. Like, it's like, it doesn't matter how high it is on my chest, my chest is not even at bar level, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, 50, it's just... 58? 58-inch bar. It was a fucking, like, like yeah. What are you, like, 4 foot 11? I'm 5'8". <laughs> oh. Yeah. yeah. That's not that bad, dude. Right. Right. I, I know what you're saying, but, like, it does change. Like, it doesn't matter how high that I get it up on my chest. Yeah. Because I can have perfect form, but I still have to catch and get it up over the bar. You know what I mean? And right. when you get into, like... And that's another thing. Like, I tried to pick up a... It was, like, a 350-pound stone at, a, at Dungeon. I had a competition there. And I just... My arms aren't long enough. Arm length is huge. I, yeah, I, that does. That is a like. I looked thing. like a fucking monkey fucking a football. Like I just like it. 
like whatever I did, I'm just humping this stone. And it's just, <laughs> Who I, is that monkey fucking a football? Yeah, over there? I could not grab it. I yeah. just like, and that's the thing. Like 350 pounds, I could have got that up, like if it was smaller, but it wasn't. Right. right. Like some of them make big stones too. Like a 250 pound stone at that diameter, I still would not have been able to get up. Yeah. Because I can't get underneath it. So it was like, what am I gonna do? Curl this goddamn thing? You could. Like you kick it, roll it into my arms, and then I'll pick yeah. it up. You know, like <laughs> somebody pick it up for me, just put it in my lap, and, right. and then I'll take it from there. Yeah. All right. Anyways, let's, let's kind of close up. It's it's getting late. Um, 103 minutes. That's hot. Yeah. That was All pretty right. good. It was good, man. I appreciate you coming in, both of you guys. Um, thank you. You know, You're it's welcome. always it's always good listening to you. I mean, nationals, congratulations. You know, that's fucking crazy. Um, and I, I thought you went in there and just destroyed everybody, but I feel like it's also a lot more rewarding to, like, almost barely win. You know what I mean? To, like, fucking grind that shit out. Yeah, I made some mistakes, so yeah. I didn't feel like I did my best. Because, like, the sled, if I had the right sh- footwear on, I could have done better there. And then the sandbag to shoulder, I shouldn't have flipped them upside down and tried to lift them that way. Um, so the other four events I'm happy with. Okay. Those one. Well, I mean, and if you think about it, I mean, I'm sure each of those, even second and third place had a few mistakes. They wish they didn't make either. Right. You know what I mean? That's, that's the nature of competition. So, um, yeah, you did fucking great. Um, yeah. So this is, uh, Tyler Toby Townsend, Brady Chisholm, Joey Stamke. All right. Thank you.